Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, Brittany. So I don't know about you. Maybe this is just a personal thing, but uh, I don't like being wrong. I don't know. How do you feel really? about it? <laughs> hmm, that is not surprising. I feel like I don't think anybody likes being wrong, right? And if, if there is somebody that likes being wrong, I, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't like being wrong. And I think that really thing, the thing that is uncomfortable about life is you're going to be wrong at some point in your life. You're actually going to be wrong many times throughout your life. And there's a couple ways you can handle it. I know when I was younger, if I used to, you know, and there's well, actually, let me back up. There's two ways I'm talking about like being wrong. So the first way is like, let's say we're in a political debate, Ronnie, and okay. I'm like just completely dedicated to my belief and I think I'm right no matter what. And then you bring up a good point and I have to like sit back and realize, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I was wrong about that. And that is, that's really hard. I've had to deal with that a lot. When I was very new into philosophy and politics, I thought I knew everything. And I'd get in arguments with people. And sometimes they would have a good point and they would be right. And I would just be so mad. And somehow I would turn it back to like how it was their fault. Or, well, no, you're, you're wrong because you just blah, blah, blah. Like, and it's easy to even be like, well, you're a socialist, so you're wrong. Like, no matter what, even though you, I didn't read this book and you brought up a good point. So that's that's one way you can be wrong. Yeah. And another well, actually, way, I... I was gonna say okay. I I like that you at least recognize that because I still think that there's a lot of people who don't realize that uh, how they kind of emotionally respond when they re when they hear something that makes them think that they're wrong. It's like their brain goes haywire and they don't know what to do. And it takes a, a you know an emotional maturity to be able to say, "Wait, I could be wrong. I'm not going to attack the other person. I'm going to think about this first. No, exactly, exactly. And it's really, really hard. Spoiler yeah. alert. So, and let me also state that I am not an expert at this. Uh, you know, when we do because we do a lot of life advice on the show, it is the way the world works. Um, <laughs> and do not let that fool you into believing that we are perfect to any of these things. Nobody in the world is perfect and us especially. <laughs> so yeah, so being wrong is not fun. In fact, there was one time I, one of my nephews, we were, he was like five and we were sitting on the couch. He was watching a TV show and he said, I saw a blue robin today. And I'm like, no, you didn't. There's no such thing as a blue robin. They're only red robins. And he's like, okay, but I definitely saw a blue robin and I learned about it in like my kindergarten class or something. And I'm like, no, you didn't because there's no such thing as a blue. First of all, I was arguing with a five-year-old and I was well into my 20s. So that was already a silly thing to do. But I was getting so irritated because I'm like, no, I'm right. And then I sat there and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to Google it real quick. I'm just going to see. And I Google it and there are absolutely blue robins. <laughs> that is definitely a thing. And I remember I sat there, I had two choices. I'm like, okay. I could admit that I'm wrong. I really don't want to. But I could admit that I'm wrong or – I could sit here and still like claim that, well, I'm older than you and I know. And I had this, this idea. I was like, you know what? What if I admitted I was wrong and that actually really helped my nephew trust adults yeah. or trust people? Because I think we have this idea that, that people in authority always know what's right. And then someday when they mess up or someday when we see them do something wrong, we almost feel betrayed. You know, we feel betrayed because it's like, wait a second. You told me you were always right. And now I know that that, you know, that that's wrong. And so it really, I decided to tell him like, you know what? You were right. They're Blue Robins. And it kind of strengthened our relationship a little bit because yeah, well, there I, was this, 
Oh, go on. I'm oh, sorry. I always, I'm sorry. I'm jumping in. Oh, um, I love it when you jump in. <laughs> okay. But I think it's really important, especially for all of our listeners right now to know that even though grownups do have a lot more knowledge about the world and a lot more wisdom because we've been around longer, we've had longer time to think about things and to process things. And we also just know more about how the world works. But <laughs> at the same time, there are times in which we're wrong and kids do know things more than adults. And I think that's important for the kids that are listening right now to know, just like we're talking about here, recognizing when when we're you know wrong, but that even as kids don't always default to default to adults just because they say something. And if you know that they're, you know, they're wrong, like adults can be wrong too. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So I think that it was great that you apologized to your nephew because it, you're right. It is an important lesson. Yeah. And actually I'm really glad you brought that up because when I was a teacher, I used to purposefully be wrong to let kids know that I was wrong. And that was really fun. That was something we were encouraged to do as teachers. So sometimes I would put the wrong date on the board. Mm-hmm. just to see if somebody would would catch me. And it was funny because sometimes I had trouble getting the children to call me out on it because nobody knew how to tell an adult that they made a mistake, right? And I think it's because like I was with my nephew, at first I was like, you don't know. I'm older than you. You don't know. And it turns out that he did know better than me. Yeah. So I remember putting the date wrong on the board and waiting for them to say, you know, oh, Miss Hunter, Miss Hunter, you, you, you did that wrong. And finally, somebody raised their hand and said that. Um, and we had a rule, as long as you you use decorum, which means to do something like with respect, as long mm-hmm. as you were respectful about it, you were allowed to tell me I was wrong or, or question something I did. That was something I really enjoyed between me and my students. So a kid raised his hand and said, you know, Miss Hunter, you're, you're wrong about the date. And I said, oh, well, how do you know that I'm wrong about the date? And, you know, he, we had a little dialogue and he said, oh, because I know that this is the date. I'm like, okay, but I'm the teacher. So doesn't that mean I'm always right? Mm-hmm. And we had, it was like Socratic method where you ask questions and that's yeah. how you learn things. So we did a back and forth questioning. And and then another student raised his hand and he said, you should never question the teacher. She's right because she's the teacher. Huh. And I was like, oh man, you're proving my point here so much. <laughs> so then we had a really fun back and forth about being wrong. And my whole class saw me and, you know, I told them what, what had happened at the end. And we had a good talk about it because it was a, a talk about how to, one, you know, confront people who are older than you or people in authority about being being wrong and how good it is when someone can admit they are wrong. So that's mm-hmm. one way. But there's another way I want to talk about, and that is when you've done something wrong. Oh, and this yeah. might even be harder in a lot yeah. of ways because it's not good to admit or we don't like admitting like, oh, I didn't have that fact right or something like that. But it's even harder to say, oh, what I did was something that hurt someone else or something that I don't believe is right to do and I did it anyway out of anger, out of you know fear, whatever it is, the reason we did it. That is one of the hardest things to do. And that's something, honestly, I don't think you fully recognize until you get older and you have to do it a lot. But I remember even with my siblings having to say like, oh, I I stole your t-shirt or whatever it was because siblings do all sorts of things to each other. Or, you know, when you hurt a friend's feelings because we don't always want or mean to hurt someone's feelings, but we do. And we have to say, you know, what I did was wrong. I'm so sorry I did that. You know, will you forgive me? But that goes even further. The reason I think this is important is because politicians are wrong a lot. Right, Ronnie? Yeah. I think so. (laughs) And Or even not just politicians, like any people, because not all government people are politicians, but government in general is wrong a lot. But when's the last time, Ronnie, you heard someone in the government say, (laughs) you know what? I was wrong. I'm sorry about that, guys. I was wrong. Oh, gosh. I... I know it will never happen, 
but I just so badly want to hear some people in the government or just others to admit that they were wrong on some of the COVID policies. That would be the most amazing thing, but they will never admit it. They will never say it. And that's, that's kind of my point. And it's funny, even when they have said things like, you know, in the beginning, it was you have, you don't wear a mask. Those don't work. Then it was wear a mask or you're, you know, endangering everybody's grandparents. And then it went back to, oh wait, cloth masks don't really work. But they didn't put that last thing out very loudly, right? It's like something that just silently kind of comes Mm. out. And something else that came to mind is, you know, back in, uh, before our listeners were born, um, there was the Iraq war, the second one. Mm-hmm. And George Bush was the president at the time, the second one, I should, because there were two George <laughs> Bush presidents and two Iraq wars, and they were both, uh, <laughs> that's a little confusing. So the second one, both of them, um, he said there were these big, like, nuclear weapons, and that's why we had to go into Iraq, because they had weapons of mass destruction, is mm-hmm. what they're called. But they never found those weapons of mass destruction, and we never got an apology. And the troops that went over there and the the people who lost their lives, both the Iraqi people and our own soldiers, there was never an apology for that. It was never like, oops, you know, we messed up. I'm so sorry. Not even an oops, really. We didn't get anything. And so it's interesting to me because not that that would have made it right, right, if, if the president would have said, you know what? Uh-oh, like we made a mistake. Obviously, that wouldn't have corrected the lives lost and all the terrible things that happened. But it would have made it a little better. And maybe you feel differently, Randy, because at least we would have had some recognition of, you know what, we're not always right. We don't always do the right things. And COVID, I think, is such a great example of that because I think there are so many examples of what didn't go right during COVID that we know didn't work now. In the beginning, I mean, people were were washing their groceries, like their boxes of cereal and stuff. They were wiping them down with like alcohol wipes, like, because they were saying it was like droplets and that how it's, that's how it was spread. And then you leaving their mail in the mailbox for, or they put it in their garage for three days to like air it out before they would open their mail. It was, I mean, we saw people exactly just, just go crazy. And of course you have the excuse of, well, we didn't know we were dealing with. It was brand, you know, brand new. We were getting information so quickly and that's absolutely correct, but I think what they should have said after that then is, you know, we don't always know. We don't. The truth is we don't always know, but you never hear that because government really doesn't like admitting what it not only is wrong, but when it could be wrong. But I so feel like if they did, or even things like public health departments too, if they had later apologized and said, oh, hey, we realized what we had said before was wrong, I believe that it would help restore trust and it would make people trust yes. more. But the problem is, is that when those in authority say things that are wrong, even if they didn't know they were wrong at the beginning, but if they're later proven to be wrong, it makes the people not trust anything else that they, that they say. It's the whole boy who cried wolf thing. No, exactly. And that's, you know, to put it back to what I what I did with my students, that was the main reason I did that is I wanted to build trust because I think mm-hmm. any good relationship is is one that's built on trust and you can you can trust that if the person is wrong, they're going to say something and that's going to build a good relationship. And the government does not have a good relationship with its people, nope. but there's something so admirable about saying, "You know what? I was wrong. I am so sorry. I can't go back and change what I did, but I'm wrong." And like I said mm-hmm. with the um Iraq war example, that's not going to bring anybody back who lost their lives. That's not going to bring back the – goodness, I don't even know how much was spent on that war, but a lot. Um, billions or trillions, I'm sure. Um, but that doesn't you know, solve that. But it does at least acknowledge that like, okay, we don't know everything. We'll try in the future. But government doesn't do that. I think sadly a lot of teachers don't do that, mm-hmm. and I wish they would. And a lot of parents probably don't do that either because like I said, it's really hard. It's really hard to say I was wrong. 
oops, you know, that wasn't, I should have done that better or differently. So yeah, so that was kind of the the lesson I wanted to teach today that it's okay to be wrong. Obviously in the government scale, there's a little bit more at stake when their lives, but it's okay to be wrong. You're going to be wrong many times. It doesn't feel good, but I think it helps. And I think people will really admire you and it builds character. If you can, you can, you know, take uh, responsibility for that and say, I was wrong. How can I do better next time? So that's really all I want to talk about today. Uh, Ronnie, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, No, just that I I think everything that you said was great. And uh, to other parents that are listening, um, I like how Brittany was talking about, you know, sometimes parents do that. And it's a hard line Uh, or it's hard to know sometimes because you do want to be the parent and make sure your kids know but it is really important i think to acknowledge when parents are wrong too yep all right guys well that is it for today and like always please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with your friends and until next time we will talk to you later all right see you soon you've been listening to the way the world works make sure your family is subscribed and check out tuttletwins.com for more awesome content